Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Zoe. What's up? Episode three. Damn, episode three. Oh, yeah, I was like, episode season three of season two. Season three. Or season two was episode three, yeah. Yeah, even though we took last week off. Because, um, why did we take last week off? So, <sighs> all those restrictions that came up, I was just like, honestly, kind of just let's take this, let's one take off. this one off, yeah, <laughs> only I, because, yeah, we record in person and none of that Zoom shit, yeah, I don't real like real authentic combos, yeah, I don't like doing the Zoom shit. And I was like, honestly, this, and there was all that confusion about like the police pulling people over and whatever, whatever. And I was like, honestly, that I don't want to have to like deal with all that, so let's just take this week off and then regroup do another plan and then back at it they uh they they really messed up with that oh yeah definitely over and like question people and there's gonna be no like well they they definitely can't do that because also especially with like it comes to like minority groups people of color and black people Mm -hmm. that that's a recipe for disaster that's how i like read it when it said that oh police can stop you for any reason now Mm -hmm. it went okay doug ford wants to lower the population of black people yeah exactly that's what it felt like exactly um which which is crazy and then he quickly backpedaled you know yeah um i hope that dude resigns that's what we need to push for i don't think the fact that he went on tv and cried can we cheers at, oh yeah let's cheers. oh yeah we started without cheers my bad Relentless. um oops sorry the fact that he backpedaled and then went on tv and like cried i don't see him resigning anytime soon um it's funny because at work the other day, we had, like, our, like, head, head, head manager, like, okay. the head of everything. And he was talking to us about, like, you know, what Doug Ford is doing. And he was, like, you know, like, transparently, like, I voted for Doug Ford and I deeply regret it. Ah. Yeah. He was, like, I deeply ah, regret good. it. He was, like. Unpacking. He, yeah. He was, he was unpacking. <laughs> yeah. He was unpacking. Our leader was unpacking. He was, like, he's doing a terrible job at this, you know. And, like I said, I am. At first, I was kind of skeptical about, like, the, the V word. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? The shot? Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got I it. I was a little thrown off yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I was skeptical. Words, but, uh... about... 
yeah. <laughs> skeptical about the V word at first. Um, you feel differently about it now. I do. Honestly, I thought about it. My mom was a helicopter mom, right? So after yes. my dad passed, she was just like, any and anything that I can do to make sure my children are healthy, I'm going to do it. So we got flu shots every single season. Mm-hmm. We were got boosters. We got meningitis, hepatitis. All the things you need to get that if you don't have, they will kick you out of school. You yeah. won't be allowed to travel. Like yeah. this is exactly. not new stuff to the people that even, are triggered you, by the V word. Yeah. And even like, do you remember when like H1N1 came out? Like mm-hmm. the, the swine flu? I had it. Oh, really? Did you? I had H1N1 and COVID. Oh, shit. I've, I've been through You've it. Been I, through yo, it. I, like, when I tell my kids, like, I had all those things. Yeah, so when H1... I don't have COVID. Yeah. <laughs> when H1N1 um, came out, my mom vaccinated us like that. Like, it was so quick. She's like, yeah, we got the flu shot. I remember getting the regular flu shot and the H1N1 flu shot. So I got a shot in my left arm and a shot in my right arm literally the same day. Okay. So I was like... I'm still here, and that was how many, like, maybe, like, 12 years later. Yeah. yeah maybe yeah. more than that, 15 years. So I'm like, I was vaccinated for almost every fucking thing under the book. And that was without a choice because I was a child, and my mom just believed in the vaccine. She believed in our family doctor, and he recommended these things. So I was like, I personally would prefer the Moderna okay. vaccine, Why if the we're Moderna? being honest. I, that's something that I don't, because... I've also heard that that's one of the reasons why they're kind of backed up right now and we're right. having such a shortage is people who are eligible are kind of shopping mm-hmm. which vaccine they want. They prefer this. They read about it. You right. Know. Um, what is What distinction do you make between these vaccines? So I have family who work. V-word. I know, right? The V word because I don't want to like people it's to freak yeah. out. Um, I have family who work in the healthcare system and I actually have my cousin's wife who works in the healthcare system in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and... Um, she was telling my family, you know, like if you can get the Pfizer and Moderna, she knows that the, I think the Moderna has the same amount of like what's efficiency rate where okay. it's like 90 something percent effective, but apparently the side effects are not as not prominent as, okay. as like, cause I know for Pfizer, like some people experience like fatigue, oh, yeah, headaches, people. People, you know, some people like they feel down when well, they get the vaccine. They're kind of starting to roll out a third one, like a booster shot now. Right. So it looks oh, like wow. I, that's what, at least what I've heard. I'm not right. as, um, you know, knowledgeable with these V words and whatnot, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, it, the Pfizer one I hear is really fucking people up. Yeah. But it, I mean, they're saying that Pfizer is effective of 98%, I think something okay. like that. So, I mean, that's the good thing. Um, but like I said, if it just means that I can do my part in protecting myself and yeah. the community, like I don't mind. If it comes to the point where I get a vaccine every single year, it's like the flu shot for me. I yeah, stopped yeah, getting yeah. it eventually. You know what I mean? Um, we'll see. We'll cross over and get to it. But I'm not. We know Lo- Zoe loves to travel. You know exactly. If, if that's what you need if you need yeah. to show your vaccine card or something like that to get on a plane. I think everyone who kind of is. On the fence about it, they're gonna. You'll you'll start to see people switch mm-hmm. up. I think. And I'm like I said, I'm not opposed to it. I was kind of on the fence, and like I think it's scary. And I also think the media controls so many narratives when it comes to the V word, and people get like I said, this whole COVID thing is basically media driven, right? Mm-hmm. People get scared when they hear certain things and mm-hmm. numbers and deaths and cases and positivity rate and all that stuff. So I think now with the AstraZeneca vaccine being like in the media all the time of age qualifications and they're changing age qualifications and they're linking blood clots and they're suspending it and then yeah. they're re- I yeah. think it's making people feel uneasy yeah and th- like given you know what I mean like if you hear certain things in the media about you know even though it's like 16 and 1 million people have you know yeah, yeah, yeah. gotten a blood clot from this vaccine it's still 
something um, you know did you hear about the whole pregnancy infertility kind of like yeah. women reporting about how uh, just this is stuff i've heard mm-hmm. um women who their partner got vaccinated and as soon as they came into contact with their with their husband or their partner they kind of started feeling uneasy they would start that bleeding make- they feel nauseous and sick and then they end up miscarrying some of these uh some of these women this is what they're saying happened i don't want to like drawing a correlation between the the vaccine and 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 whatnot so i don't want to put down anyone's experience but i have a really hard time linking the two from a scientific standpoint it's just like it sounds like a reach i'm not a scientist though either so i don't want to say people also should not be spreading information like take that up with your doctor yes yes and like i said when you start spreading information that could potentially be false and could, you know, affect the community in a way where you're trying to discourage people from, like, taking care of their bodies through medical science. It's like, maybe take that up with your doctor. Which we see, like, a lot. Um, yeah. I don't know if you follow uh, Galactica Whore. Uh, no. I don't know if you are familiar. You don't know that count? Like, does that doesn't ring no. a bell? Okay. So that's Summer Walker's burner account. Oh, of course. And she... <laughs> uh, yeah, and she's been reposting a lot of that. And she has a big following, you know. And mm-hmm. I was just... Um, and she had a she had a child recently, so I feel like a lot of these things are close to home to right. her, you know. And I was just thinking, man, that's crazy to be kind of pushing that information out there as if it is fact, not discrediting that it could be true or not. But it's like, man, when once you just put something out there like that with a couple slides and swipe mm-hmm. pass and everything, and there's a couple words on there, and then you land an entire opinion about it. Um, you know, that's how narratives get created, and it's it's dangerous with this whole COVID thing. Like and there's genuinely people who believe everything they read on the internet, yes. so it is dangerous. And they also believe everything that is said on the media. Old people. Old people, Old and people. a lot of young people. A lot of young people, unfortunately. too. Unfortunately. But maybe it's just because I talk about it so much, at least the most with my family, and... Um, just the things, the headlines, you know, it gets them, you mm-hmm. know, and it's, you, you got to do your research sometimes, got to do your Googles. Yeah. And honestly, recently I had a family, so I had a family member who, who was like a frontline worker and she got vaccinated a few months ago mm-hmm. and then she announced to the family that she tested positive for COVID. Wow. Even though, she, even though technically, like I said, she's only had one dose. That WhatsApp right? group chat was going I know, bonkers. exactly. So imagine, right? And she's good, thank God. You know what yeah. I mean? She, she said thank she had God, like yes. mild flu-like symptoms, so that's good. And at least she has the vaccine in her system, so it's helping her, you know, build those antibodies and, you know, all that stuff like that. But my mom, so we've been in this uh, pandemic, panoramic, palm to replay. We've been in it for what? Over a year. Over right? a year now. We're April something. It started March 12th or something. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. you know, we've seen people test positive. We've seen people done all this stuff. My mom is 55. So yeah. they opened up the 50. She's eligible. 50 and up age range like a few weeks, like week, almost a month ago, right? So I told him, even a hot spot, so I told him, like, I'm like, are you going to book your vaccine? She's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go. Like, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. as soon as uh, that family member mm. announced, look how quick my mom booked her vaccine. Yeah. So I'm like, people like it's, it's hitting home. I'm like, it's hitting home for people, but it's also like, I'm like, mom, hello. We've been here. Yeah. Like, you, like yeah, this yeah, has yeah. been a real thing. I have multiple friends who've tested positive close to me that I've been in like, you know, close vicinities yeah. with. So it's like to <laughs> you literally. So it's like, why all of a sudden were you not like, you know, taking this seriously? So I had to take, um, our family member testing positive despite being vaccinated for her to like, you know, wake up. Yeah. So um, I also think like when things like that happen where someone gets vaccinated and they test positive after, mm-hmm. I think that also like if that 
sparks so so much like oh my god like you know uh, mistrust with the vaccine. I think you got to also consider how vaccines work. Exactly, they're not a cure. Yeah, they're pretty much you. You pretty much take a, a version of that disease, put it in you, so your body gets familiar with it. Right, um, and then that helps your body be familiar when the actual virus comes in contact with your body, and your body knows how to deal with it mm-hmm. and duns it off. This is what a vaccine is, pretty yeah. much. Uh, and yeah, I, I people don't consider that i think they think of it as a cure like oh i've taken the vaccine that means i can make out with someone who has yeah like you're invincible yeah, no. i mean you can still get the flu when you have the flu shot like exactly. you know you don't you don't still, you just don't get a intense version of the flu it's more mild mm-hmm. i've had the flu when i had the flu shot and i've had the flu without the flu shot and let me tell you there are very two different experiences really yeah when i, I had the flu without the flu shot i was sick sick like interesting sick and that's when i lived by my i lived with my roommate downtown this is me this is like 2015 or 2016 and yo she like she used to like bring me like soup like she used to like come home from work and like bring me soup and like just hope because i was like bro i couldn't get out of bed mm-hmm. i was sick like, i would cough and like it was like a deep like nasty cough like it was just i remember i was like yo, i was sick i was down so flu's real flu is real h1n1's real covid it, is everything is real. real so like i said Everyone needs to do their do. I feel like people on social media just always talk about like things. I'm just like, yo, talk to your fucking doctor. Like even when girls talk about like vaginal health, yeah, and what your vagina <laughs> should be doing and yeah. the type of things that should be coming out of it and the sense. I'm like, bitch, Everyone's go to the doctor. Get their own specific yeah, like I think this like... is not a conversation that we we don't need to be comparing pussy sense. Um, that's, that's a, a very personal thing. So maybe if you are concerned about yours. Go to the doctor. Don't put it on Twitter like, hey, y'all, like, does your pussy sometimes smell? Like, no. First of all, I'm not telling you that. And second of all, I think you should go take that up with a professional. Take it from so Women, you need to worry about your own vaginas. Yeah. It's th- I don't know. I just find it so, like, you know, there's certain things that you can, like, you know, maybe, you know, hey, you know, you know, like, get, like, get a pap test. You know, things are just, like, basic. Like, you know, maybe women should get pap tests to, yeah. you know, know about cervical cancer and any type of pH bound maybe off. That's the thing I would try to promote online. Because There's like that famous, I, I maybe it's not famous, but I just remember this girl getting dragged where she took a picture of her panties and was like, just worked an eight-hour shift. Yeah. No anything. And, and I'm like, like, girl, stop it. Like, that's TMI. not, one, that's TMI, yeah. and two, ew, and three, ew. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't even, like, why is this? Oh, it's people just think people don't know a lot about vaginas. Even women who have them don't know a lot about vaginas, which Damn. is unfortunate. People need to be more informed then. Everybody needs to be more informed. Well, yeah, we're working on a guest, hopefully, who can come and yes. talk to us about yes, we are. bodies and vaginas if, and sex. Uh, any <laughs> listeners that have any sexual questions, because we can yes. talk about, you know, uh, please, we're going to we're gonna put something out there for you guys to kind of submit questions and everything like that. But yeah, we're, we're having someone who's going to, very much be able to answer these types of questions yeah, very and I soon. I feel like because we always end up talking about sex on this podcast, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no matter who's do. on this podcast, it'll be good to have someone who has studied or has a passion in sexual experiences mm-hmm. and erotic fantasies and okay. things and stuff. So I'm excited to to have that. I'm excited that for conversation that come. But nonetheless, aside from that, just to shift the conversation a little bit from like vaginas and stuff. Um, are you okay? I'm okay. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> okay? That scared me. We'll punch in right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so shift conversation. So we didn't have an episode when Derek Chauvin was 
um, found guilty on all three counts. In three the for murder, three. Three for three in the murder of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have much to say about it um, other than, you know, justice was served in some sort, I guess. Justice. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I consider it justice because, yeah, obviously that man should never deserve to walk free. No, um, absolutely not. It was also... Like it was, it was a sense of relief, but it also wasn't because, like that man still lost his life. You know, his his daughter is still fatherless, yeah. and for someone who did lose their father, not by murder, just lost their father, um, around that same age, it's just yeah. like that little girl's always gonna be fatherless. You know what I mean? So, it wasn't much to celebrate for me. Yeah, um, it was a sense of relief for it was like okay, you know, like this man is going to spend the rest of his life in jail, hopefully. Yeah. Actually, we don't even know that yeah, because we haven't done the sentencing yet. Um, do I believe he should spend the rest of his life in jail? Yeah. Will he likely? Probably not. Probably not, yeah. But, I, I mean, people keep saying that this is, like, a change. It's not. Well, I, I think I think it also starts with the word that you said, right? Justice. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, this is, I guess, a narrative, too, where people aren't looking at this as justice in any type of way. It's a W, you know? It's right. something. It's like, okay, um, this happened. and But us throwing a parade and being so happy about Hell a police no. officer receiving what he should receive from mm-hmm. the ju- justice system, the legal, I hate calling it the justice system, the legal system for murdering a black man, um, isn't, it? I, I, I hate calling that justice. Justice would be if, as soon as he put his knee on the dude's neck, you know, other officers came in and went, yo, what are you doing? Yeah. This isn't, you know, mm-hmm. that, that would be, that would look more like justice to me. Um, but I do see like the positive merit. It's a start. That's what I tweeted. It's a start. I don't even. I think it's barely a start. Ba- you know, you know what I mean. And j- the same because it's more like it. It's a start of something that should that should be basic. If we you kill have had someone, yeah, yeah. If you kill someone, whether you're a cop, whether you're a homeless person, whether you're, you know, work a nine to five or you're a fucking celebrity, whatever. If you kill someone, you should reap the consequences, and they should be the same consequences based on first degree, second degree, or whatever. Um, also, while we were waiting, it felt like ev- like the world was just waiting on this decision. Yeah. You know, while that happened, another unarmed black man was killed. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there was a video that has come out since then, uh, and so you know that's just to your point. There, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's barely a start. Like yeah. while we were celebrating about that, the same thing that we're trying to combat right now happened. Yeah, um, and and I think already in the same city. Yeah, in the same city. In the same, is it hour. same city or same state? I think it, it was, was Minnesota. Same... Yeah, it, yeah. It was in mm-hmm. Minnesota, so I'm not sure how the proximity exactly. But I also just think like this: this we haven't recorded for three weeks. You know, over this past three weeks, there have been, you know, police killings. There's been this trial. Like when I say police killings, more, and I hate to kind of generalize it like that. There was a number of men and women who have lost their lives to police violence, and then also these celebrities that we cherish these black celebrities that we cherish like dmx like mm-hmm. black rob mm-hmm. um just shock g shock g you know um lo- losing these people in my own personal life in the last three weeks i've lost two people you oh, know that were you know and I, I i appreciate that and it's just um maybe maybe it's that combination of like it happening in the media and then it happening in my personal life too but just there seems to have been just an overwhelming sense of death you know, just mm-hmm. within the black community in the last three weeks. And it's seriously taken a toll on me and I think everybody who 
is in this fight together, meaning, you know, white people that also uh, are for this fight as well. I say that because I've, I came home from work like three days in a row. My mom's bawling her eyes out about mm -hmm. this, about how uh, about how awful all this is. And it, it just takes you it takes a toll, you know, so much death, so much negativity. Um, so. I, I've, I've found myself kind of being desensitized and detaching a lot of the time. I'd be mm -hmm. seeing these videos and pretend like I don't see them for the rest of the day. And then eventually it catches up, you know, and, and, and that's why it weighs so heavily, you know. Uh, it can all accumulate. So I just think to everybody out there, um, if, if these issues, like, really weigh on you heavily, I think it, it's okay for you if you want to detach a little, if you want to dissociate. You don't always need to be, you know, at the forefront of these conversations arguing with people. Um, or just having just having the conversation itself, not arguing, can can be exhausting. So it's like, I, I really urge black people, especially, to be protecting their energy and mental health when mm -hmm. it comes to all of this happening so frequently and so up in our face. You know, like yeah. I, seeing actual videos of of these people losing their lives and these awful responses from racist white people. Right. Uh, you know, it's it's so taxing. So if if you know, you're somebody and this is weighing on you. Just protect yourself before mm -hmm. anything else, you know, protect your sanity, your mental health. Yeah. And I mean, like people have been saying all over, you know, making statements and stuff, especially I watched my mom watch CNN like crazy with like I had to turn it off for my mom. I yeah. literally at one point because she was like so upset watching it. And it's just. Yeah. Yeah. So um, like I said, she watches uh, CNN. So that's like Don Lemon, Van Jones, you know, two black men with powerful voices on CNN network. Yeah. And. You know, as soon as, like, the verdict came in, like, we just sat around the TV just, like, waiting. Like, I think mm -hmm. it was, I think the ver they said the verdict was in at around 3. Yeah. And by, like, or 3 through 30, and by, like, 5, I think they announced it. So, like, just, in my, like, we were there for, like, an hour and a half just, like, waiting, On waiting, edge. waiting, waiting. Yeah. And I was just, like, yo, like, I a part of me was, like, okay, yeah, like, yo, he really might get off. Just because I'm so, even though... Um, the We're prosecution had such a strong case. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Like such a strong case, witnesses, the video, like all that stuff. The defense was they were they knew they were gonna lose, but to me I was like, man, like we've seen we've been yeah, here we've before. Seen, yeah, this has happened. And though. we've seen killers get acquitted, right? When they kill murder black people. So I was really I had no idea what to expect. Me too. Yeah. No idea what to expect. And I was expecting the worst. That's why I was like, oof, I yeah. Hope they. I hope they are ready for what will happen once this decision comes in. Like the way black people will be upset, but thankfully that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. But thankfully that didn't happen. But that's not the be all end all. You know, there's right. still so much, uh, so much work that needs to be done. So mm -hmm. much that needs to be unpacked. Um, I. I just wanted to say another point. To me, you know, my personal experience with navigating all these things. You know what was one of the biggest W's for me, or at least maybe not a W, I don't want to frame it this way, but just something that I saw that was like, wow, I've never, ever seen it like that before. This is where we're at with it is when, you know, you, you brought up CNN. Um, I don't know, you're familiar with Chris Cuomo, one of the, mm -hmm. that's his name, right? Mm -hmm. I know there's a brother, another one. Andrew Cuomo is the Politician. governor of New York. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. So Chris Cuomo says something along the, I, I think he verbatim said that white people will not really understand this until it's white kids that are out there getting shot by the police. Yeah. Which is a profound yet very accurate and true statement, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I think that really shocked some some white people uh, and just people across the country. And they were upset, but yeah. it's a truth. It's a And I just thought it was like, wow, this is how we've got white, you know, political analysts addressing it this way on the news. We've got videos of police officers who are like, 
yo, that was crazy. What happened? That like sh- you should know the difference between your taser and a gun. Like it's mm-hmm. it, it seems like the people that are typically you would assume not on our side really being like, yo, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of like the biggest telltale for me personally, more than the the verdict going the way we wanted it to. It's it's crazy, man. And I mean. It's like they we see it happen, and then it's like, oh, well, like we saw with uh, the 15-year-old who was shot, what, twice, three times in the chest because she had a knife trying to, like, defend herself in a fight or something like that. And it's like we see white people who are on a murdering spree with AK-47 guns. Just killed a church. Right? Shot up a church, and they— Get Burger King after. Yeah, exactly. They arrest them. There was a video of the police officer— hand feeding this guy food and and pouring water into his mouth it's like okay so where's that i'm so happy you're bringing this up where's that same energy like i don't people like oh well she had a knife okay so when white people have fucking machine guns but they're arrested and still have their lives kyle rittenhouse okay then so what what are you trying to say there's literally no argument there's no argument i i wholeheartedly agree with you there like and i i believe I believe like a police officer should be prepared for this. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's your job, you know, is to is to be is to save people's lives, to put yourself in harm's way to protect people, you know. Um, and it just that specific case, you know, looked like something where he was prioritizing himself before anything else. Uh yeah, there's videos. You can see countless videos of white people with knives or wrenches mm-hmm. or something like that trying to running at police officers, attacking them, lunging at them. And, you know, the police officers seem to know that they can handle the situation without lethal force. And they do. And they handle it. So when all these people are saying, yeah, she's protecting someone from getting stabbed. No, you know how to handle that situation mm-hmm. when it's not black people. And I say it like that because that's literally it. If that, if those were white people, you wouldn't be looking at them as savages that the only way to solve the situation is with lethal force. So, yeah, it, it, it really does come down to race when it when, when that shit happens. And I that 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 girl that 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 was shot, unfortunately and tragically, may she rest in peace, uh, Micaiah Bryant. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, sorry if, you know, talking about all these people that lost their lives tragically, if I didn't, you know, mention their names properly, but, like, just, um, it's it's so unfortunate. And it's literally that. They don't view us as the same types of human being. They, our humanity yeah. to them is not the same. Um, I, uh, you know, we're and like Chris Cuomo said, it's not going to change unless it starts happening to white people. Which yeah, they're facts. never going to understand anything, any type of black trauma until it starts happening to them. And I literally think it's as simple as that. You are never going to understand the level of black trauma that runs through us. That I believe genetically through slavery and everything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's they'll never understand until it starts happening to them and i've studied slavery like i said i think i've mentioned this before where it's like they literally showed us the tip of the iceberg in school when it came to slavery they did not talk about half the shit that they did to black people slavery is way more evil than any any type of book has made it out to see any type of 12 years of a slave movie or something like that it's way worse than any type of history textbook you can find through grade five to fucking university Slavery was 50 times worse than that. Um, and it's usually like like they're, you hear that argument. It's like, oh, but we were the ones that freed you. Like we, you know, but and we took is, care. Not every slave yeah. owner was bad. Was and there's evil. also the argument where it's like, you know, we've come so far and you can't have that hate in your heart. And it's like, yo, it's so hard not to. 
You know what I mean? Like it's genuinely hard not to. And like I've I've read so many Maya Angelou poems and I yeah. study Maya Angelou and I actually have a Maya Angelou quote tattooed on me. So it's just like What's the quote? I am the dream and the hope of the slave. Because that that's literally what I am. What right? their dream I am was. a black woman and I am free, you know? And that's what their dream was. That's powerful, yeah. So I remember when I studied that in like uh middle school like that line always stuck with me one day i'm like yo i'm like i need to get this tatted on me for so i don't know i just feel like i think about all the time i need to get this tatted on me so i did and us being able to like live and be as equal as possible you know mm-hmm. in, in a society was the dream the fantasy of of the slave you know yep, so exactly yeah that's that i think that's very powerful but not all slaves wanted to be free and that's where we get the coons that's where we get the coons this is this is you know <laughs> This is so interesting too. I wanna I wanna kind of bring this back um, while we're still on this sort of heavier topic about police brutality and the tragic uh, men and women who have lost their lives as a result of this. Mm-hmm. Um, bring it back to more uh, more so a conversation that me and you had uh, in episode one. And I want to be very careful with how I bring this up because it could seem like I'm trying to do this for one reason when it really isn't. I want to not challenge you, but just Mm -hmm. start a dialogue about something maybe you said, maybe your view on it changed, or Mm -hmm. we can, you know, have some further dialogue in it and explore and understand this. So, um, you know, Dante Wright. Right. uh, Was one of the other, you know, may he rest in peace, Mm -hmm. uh, was one of the uh, other men that was in in recently in the last few weeks, I think it was April 11th. Who was shot by Kim Potter, yeah. Yes. The police officer. Who was reaching for her weapon thinking it was a taser and instead pulled her her gun and discharged it and ended this this boy's life. I just, uh, before we even, let's see where this goes. Um, How do you view that man that got shot? How would you view like that situation there? What will, like, from a, from a looking in, what, what, what happened there? The police officer shot a black man. Okay, so you view him as a black man. I, okay, so you're trying to like talk no, about- No, 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 listen, because I don't want to, I'm not trying, this isn't no gotcha shit. Yeah, this yeah, isn't yeah. like trying to, I think there's a real thing here that we could talk about and unpack. Right. So you view him as a black man, right? I view him as a black man, and I view him, I view him as what society would see a black man, mm-hmm. right? Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because um, Dante Wright is a biracial mm-hmm. boy. Um, and I don't usually watch CNN. This is why it's kind of been in my brain. And you see his mother, you know, mm-hmm. doing press conferences and, and she's a white woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in, in, in episode one, you had expressed how, you know, you kind of when when you when you see a, a biracial person, someone that has a white parent, you view them as a biracial person mm-hmm. as opposed to a black person, a black mm-hmm. man or a black woman. Mm-hmm. So um, when we look at the case of Dante Wright and, you know, you said you view him as a black man, right? Mm-hmm. Does that change because of the fact that his blackness, which is only one of his parents, is enough for that to happen to him? Like, does that is, is that what makes him a black man? Because... You know, he is biracial. Right. I don't think it changes because, like, like. So then you would still view him from as a, biracial a society. Man, right? Yeah, because, like, I mean, there's a difference between, like, sociology of like the definitions of race and race as a social construct, and then there's also how, basically, like colonization and slavery and all of that stuff, segregation mm-hmm. has fueled that, right? Mm-hmm. So. 
I have a lot of biracial friends and people mm-hmm. who are biracial around me who definitely see privileges and they know those privileges based on me them, yeah. as a black woman would have, right? From the like being like learning yeah, and seeing exactly. these things from other black but people, you know, these are to things society yeah. because of slavery and segregation, they are black mm-hmm. because they have that the one drop rule, right? They have that half black, they have that one parent or that grandparent who is black. They're automatically viewed as black, mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily always a good thing because during slavery, if the one drop rule was if you have any type of black in you, you are black. You can't use this water fountain. You can't, you know, come into that. You are black. But even then, the rules were somewhat different, right? It, it was a little different because then it was biracial. Might... You're in the house or yeah. you're fair skin. You're in the house or, you know, you get to whatever, interact with the master, blah, blah, blah. You're not in the field. You're not, you know, breaking stones into smaller stones or mm. picking all that stuff, right? But you're still beneath a white person. You know what I mean? So... Yes. Like I said, I will view it as I understand that society sees anyone with a any type of black in them as black. But do I think it's problematic? Yes. Because we're separating people, right? So if you're black and I'm black, but you're viewed differently, does that mean you're the better black? But you've said that you you, you don't exactly, like that's not exactly how you would view me. You'd view me more as a biracial yeah, person, Yeah, right? but I mean as from a society standpoint, society looks they're going to see way, both yeah. of us and be like, okay, that's a, they're both black people, but you're going to be the better, air quotations, the better yeah. black, the fair skin black, and I'm going to be the black black. Because of my proximity to white. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why some people, and I've definitely read upon it, want to dismantle the one drop rule, right? I they, think it should be, yeah. Right. I think that if you are biracial, you should identify as biracial. If you're black, you should identify as black and so on, right? And then we get to the issue where we have biracial people and then certain races that are not biracial starting to want to claim biracial. And we see that happen, I'm going to be honest, in the Asian community. You know what I mean? We see Sweetie. Talk to him. We see Sweetie, who's a biracial woman. She's half black, half white. Mm-hmm. Her father is black and her mother, not half white, uh, Filipino. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So her, her Filipino. father is black and her mother's Filipino, right? Biracial. Yeah. We have her. Hers, oh, like she talks about, she's half Filipino, I like the singer, that. her. Yeah, she's half okay. Filipino, half black, right? Karuchi, she's half Vietnamese, half black. Okay. Anyways, all of these women are half Asian. Not half white. So no, they have no proximity. They have zero yeah, proximity to white. But still biracial, right? Yes. Yeah. So now you have Asian women. And I've seen this happen, especially in the city. You have Asian women trying to shift into that 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 biracial category to you know claim some of this conversation, claim some of that conversation, claim some of that that culture that because you know you see men, Karuchi, Sweetie, you know men foam over them. They yeah. love them. They're yeah. the, they yeah. have the the air quotations the best of both worlds. You know they have they're Asian, they're Filipina, they're um, or Asian and and black. You know what I mean. And then they make it look like it's like this great thing. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think it is a great thing. Mm-hmm. But then you have certain people or even people who are not biracial trying to fit into. I've seen a lot of Asian people mm-hmm. definitely, you know, say the N word. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, oh, I they, grew up with them. Yeah, I grew up there. So, you know, I can sit. It's like, <sighs> I just, uh, I think that's an important distinction too, just the type of biracial, because I think being a biracial black and Asian person is different than being a biracial black and white person. Yeah. You know, I think the privileges in, 
And it's a weird way to But look my at thing it. is Work even if it's right? biracial and you have like okay. Like if you have I'm trying to think of like biracial that doesn't include black. So white and Indian. Yeah. What are they viewed as? Probably depends what they pass as more. If they look more Indian, right? if and they that, look more and of a... And that's where it comes down that, to okay. race. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if I see someone who... For example, I know a girl who was half Asian, half Indian. People didn't even know what to identify her as. Yeah. Right? They Kamala would, Harris. Right? <laughs> they didn't know what to identify her as. But as soon as black is in the mix, you are black. But it, you could be white and Indian and you're racially ambiguous. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, as yeah, yeah. soon as you are even like a little bit recognizable as black, you're black. Okay. But if you're biracial and any other sources, you know, you're racially ambiguous. Oh, what are you? You're racially ambiguous. You this, this and that. You must have. What are you? What do you mix with? Something, something's in you. Okay. So then, so then that specifically, it's more what you look like and present as and are received as and what society will look at you as more so than what your actual biological makeup is. Because my brother is has the same parents as me, you mm-hmm. know, uh, biracial. And he, you would never look at him and be like, that's a light-skinned guy. That's a biracial guy, you know? He's is so he white passing? No, no, no. He looks he looks like a dark-skinned black guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, that's genetics. So you never know. Yeah. Uh, Especially when it comes to biracial, like, when you start to, when you have biracial relationships and you make biracial children. For example, my cousins, my godsons, my little cousins, um, their father's half-white and my cousin is full black. Mm. But her sons all look like they're Half white, half. Yeah. They're, trying, they're only a quarter white. Yeah. But you, you can see them like, yeah, they, they definitely look like they're mixed black, and they are biracial kid. I told, I found, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, technically your sons are biracial. Mm-hmm. They have, yeah, yeah, they have a white grandparent. Their father is biracial. They're biracial. Okay, so then just before we get, then I want to bring it back, sort of the <laughs> initial, the first kind of thing, because we're 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 picking out a lot of things. You know, Dante Wright is a biracial boy. Would you view him, at, would you still be viewing him as a black man if that incident, like, never happened and you just kind of saw him? Like, would, is that, like, you know, is he a biracial man? Or is it, like, when he experiences those things, you know? The- because I feel like we've been, like, we've definitely been conditioned to view any, like I said, anyone as black, who has black in them, like, visibly as black. Okay. So, for me, I like, I had to learn about the one drop rule to be like, okay, like, this this makes sense, and this is the history about it, and this is where it came from. Mm-hmm. So, now I understand, you know what I mean? But I've been conditioned to recognize anyone who I think looks black as black. Okay. Until I recently did that that research and saw the, about the one, I'm like, whoa, I'm like, this is where that shit came from? That's, that's kind of demeaning. Okay. Right. I, yeah. No. I. I'm, yeah. I agree with you. To, yeah. to know that, especially like wait, terms like mulatto. And there, there's. Ter- I forgot what the term was. I had to Google it. But there was a term that's used. Half caste. No, mulatto was someone who was half black, half white, because the yeah. rapper mulatto, and she got flack for that, right? And then there's She'll also be an encyclopedia about right? slurs. There'll be a picture of mulatto, <laughs> big lotto will be right there. And then there was yeah, and then there's there was a term for someone who even just has one black grandparent. Like I said, there's a term for any... As long as you have a drop of black in you, you were considered less than. You know, those, those and little, you were automatically considered black. You know, white girls you see at STC, they got a little curly hair and stuff dead. like that. That, that. That's them. The yeah. one black distant grandparents. So it's like... Like I said, is that is that something that... we? Got? I feel like we have to change it. What would change how we are viewing each other like yeah i mean like what for example when you go to apply for your job and you apply or whatever you do like your diversity questionnaire you would check off biracial right 
I wouldn't. I would. I would check off black because really? I, yeah, because I view myself as a black man, you know. And I think you view yourself a black man, or you view yourself because society has viewed you that way as a black man. Because you can't, yeah. you can't disassociate like one side of your family. Like you have a whole half. You have white mom. Yeah, like I acknowledge. Yeah, right. Like I am a biracial. Mm-hmm. Like how do I identify and view myself as a, as a black man? That's how society is. I, I feel like I've been, you know, conditioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, the treatment I've gotten from. My friends, family growing up, I, w- I was never the distinction. Uh, but then, that, again, that's my experience, right? I, I think that, right? If, if you were to kind of find, look my whole life and stuff like that, you could probably pick apart and be like, oh, that would have been different if you weren't biracial, you right. know? So maybe it isn't for, I don't know, I think it's my life, but like maybe it isn't for me to say that about it, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I view myself as a black person that is biracial, you know? I, I think that, be, that comes first. And I look at situations like Dante Wright as an example of that. That police officer is going to look at me as a black person, mm-hmm. not a biracial person. Mm-hmm. So that that's how I view myself. And I don't, I don't, I don't think biracial or mixed is like a race. I have like a very hard time landing an identity to that. Like you know. Well, biracial isn't a race. You're just made up of two races. Yeah, yeah. That that that's kind of how I look at it. So then I wouldn't say that. As, it's more of a category. Yeah, and yeah. I and I totally acknowledge and understand I'm in that category. But how do I view myself? And I, I I don't view myself as a mixed person. Like that's not my identity, you know. Which I understand is a thing that yeah. people do. Um, but and 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 that's why uh, it's just. You know. It may be hard to like explain that to someone who is full black though. Yeah. <laughs> but but like you're also saying though too that you you view somebody if. They're biracial and they are presenting as black. They look black. You're you're gonna view them as black. That's yeah, but I'm trying to unlearn. I think, like I said, I feel like acknowledging someone as biracial should have nothing to do with diminishing their blackness at all. Okay. And I think that's the problem. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some people will be like, well, no, like I, you know, like oh, well, biracial. Yeah, but I'm still black. Yeah, you are still black. That's fine. Okay. But you're also as equally your other race, whether that's Asian, whether that's white, whether that's Indian, like it. I feel like there's a there's a notion where someone if you call someone biracial you're di- I'm no means diminishing anyone's blackness by calling them biracial. I think people I think people who are not biracial and biracial need to understand that and we need to learn that. By no means should you feel like you're diminishing any side of your races by calling yourself biracial. Okay. Then maybe some <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, then maybe I'll no, check no, off the no, biracial no, no, box. No, no, that no, I'm not I'm still not. I'm just saying some than than a full black person, I think, does view that that way though. Sometimes too, when they're saying that. What do you mean? You're not really black. You're biracial. You're isn't. You're not an. But you can't black, even say you know? you're not really black. You're you're just biracial. It's yeah, simple as that. that you're just biracial, and that's literally okay. That's fine. People need to stop having that negative connotation when it comes to biracial. Also, I'm not black enough. No, it's not the thing. You okay. just are black and white, or black and Asian, or black. You know what I mean? I don't think it needs. I'm to in a like I I don't know. I'm I'm quiet because I'm agreeeing with you. I'm in agreement <laughs> on that part that like it should being biracial should just be that. It's it's simple. Yeah, it's so simple. You are made up of more than one race. But I also understand because and half sometimes it's not black is not even in there. Yeah, um, but I also understand like what you're saying because of colorism, because of texturism, featureism, mm-hmm. all the things that um, hinder black people in that biracial people benefit from um so well that's a pro- like also feature featureism and i don't know when this came into play is Ooh, a real I, heard, thing. I read it last night i swear to god yo so this is a real thing too because i remember once people were like y'all only like dark-skinned women 
when they look white. And I think about it and I'm like, yo, what the fuck does that even mean? And they were like, oh, well, um, whenever, you know, rappers or, or black men talk about um, dark-skinned women, they always have Eurocentric or white features, like Kelly Rowland or Bernice Bogos. Bo- Bernice, Bur- was it Burgos? Bernice Bogos has, Burgos. has Bernice? white features? She has People were trying to say features? they have, like Kelly Rowland, Bernice Burgos, um, Justine Skye, they all have Eurocentric white features, which is the only reason why men are attracted to dark-skinned women, or them as dark-skinned women, which I'm like, that's... I've ne- I've never looked at it that way. I've just always saw them as beautiful women of darker skin complexion, but I've never looked at it as like, oh well, you know, they're they they're white or they have white. Not even they're white. They have Eurocentric features, which is why men find them more attractive. I you know, and this is something I feel like I should probably be more educated on if I'm gonna like speak about it. But mm-hmm. it's like uh, I I personally Bernice Bog- Burgos. Burgos, we keep fucking up her yeah, name. I know. Oh God, Bernice, I. <laughs> I don't under to me that's a beautiful black woman. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what anything about her is Eurocentric. I think maybe if we fine tune it and look at her facial Eurocentric features, Eurocentric like straighter nose, the, smaller lips, right? And that she fits that criteria. Because uh, I just, I can't even picture her face now. Because <laughs> when I think of when I also think of featureism, I kind of think of um, you know black women's bodies, right? Okay. I thought that's what it referred to when I when I read the word featureism. I thought that's what it's kind of referring to in oh, the I sense meant, like, that the features of your face. I, I I guess it's more so that, but then there's just also the fact that you know uh, black women are more voluptuous than than white women generally, Ten, right? Sometimes, yeah, tend to be right. Mm-hmm. And okay, if we want to put science and history behind this too, you know, same reason black men are good at sports and have. Mm-hmm larger penises and stuff mm-hmm. like that what a lot of this kind of shit goes back to historically um during slavery this is it's funny we're going full circle on this you have no idea how awful of a thing slavery really was like we were biologically engineered they had these things you won't ever see this in a 12 years a slave movie or anything like that we used to have things called uh bio farms where they would have they would be engineering black and, and black men and black women. That's a real thing. Yes. So I'm they would. So what they would do is they would take the biggest black man and the biggest black woman and make them have kids. Like a super slave. Yeah. Well, Jesus. they were trying to build work horses, pretty much. They were trying to right. build mules. They're trying, and they also did this practice. I don't. There was a name to it, but I don't know what this practice is called. Where um, every slave male boy, when he was 15 years old, would be inspected to see if he was going to grow and be a very strong, like, hardback, somebody that mm-hmm. could, you know, li- you know, do a lot of labor. And if they weren't, they were castrated. So, oh, my God. Yeah. So when you think about how slavery happened, only the strong survived, and they were only letting the biggest and strongest slaves procreate, mm-hmm. right? So... When you consider us being bigger, having, you know, bigger legs and hips, bigger noses or, or, or lips or being able to run faster or jump faster or, you know, other stereotypes like black men having larger penises and shit like that. Right. Most of it you can attribute to that ugly side of slavery. We were engineered and we were in a fight. So only the strongest and biggest of us would prevail, would, would survive. Oh, yeah. So it says the breeding of enslaved people in the United States was the practice in slave states where slave owners would systematically force the reproduction of enslaved people to increase their profits. Yeah, based on size, 
oh my god yeah it's like genetic makeup oh my god you don't see this in 12 years a slave you don't see this in in all the yeah uh, in, in, i didn't even really, in i think movies. i've heard about that but like not in that much depth and they don't teach it in school either when you yeah. get the one february unit about fucking slavery you know mm -hmm. like they don't they don't teach that that's you know one of the reasons why we're different right Feature, featureism right? right we have different features as a result of slavery right um so that's yeah. what i think of when i'm hearing featureism mm -hmm. um and then there's just it's like a big slap in the face to black women too because now they're all like surgery and everything right and what i think of it i look at it as you know if white women's getting like a bbl or something like that they're they're trying to make their body look like a black woman's body that's how i view it you know mm -hmm. they're trying to look like a black woman they want to because because that's cool now 20 years ago, if a white woman got called her, if, if someone told a white woman her ass is fat, that was like a diss. Like she would yeah. go home and cry. You know yeah. what I mean? Now yeah. it's now it's a thing mm -hmm. because of black women. Because black women have made that cool. Mm -hmm. um, that sounds awful to say it like that, but it's just it's the truth, though. So when you hear Khloe Kardashian going off about her, you know. Her non-edited her non-edited picture getting leaked, and then feeling like she needs to live up to these unrealistic body standards. Like, yo, you kind of created like y y your family is mm -hmm. one of the poster boys for this concept. Exactly. Here. Um. So that's yeah. That when, when I think of features, and that's, that's how that what I it. think of. That's a nightmare when you really think about it. Yeah, and then there's texturism and all those other yeah. isms. <laughs> that sound funny we laugh when we say yeah. it but bro it, it plays a really big part in the dynamic of how we're treated and viewed mm -hmm. in society yeah and it's basically causing more than a rift in every like ethnic community basically internally right mm -hmm. it's making black people fight with black people mm -hmm. making biracial people fight with black people. <laughs> <laughs> is, that what that was? is that what this was, this was no. <laughs> no i'm i'm, I'm being stupid saying oh, that. Was an argument yeah, no, that's that's a good way to view it, I think. But yeah, I still I stick to my views, or no, I just stick to my unpacking of it. I and I or learning and unlearning. I agree with it. Mm -hmm. I think you know, biracial should be simple like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe I and I and I think I am probably getting too caught up on like those sort of like identity politics with it. You know? Yeah. Just, I know who I am. And what is that? I'm a biracial black man. <laughs> I'll let you have it. I said I'm by. No, you good. Don't let me have it. It's good, but um, with that, I feel like when it comes to like race, and then last time when we had episode two, we had Deja on. We spoke about gender, um, and gender I was roles. thinking, yeah, we spoke about gender roles, gender and politics. you know, Deja did mention that they are not a fan of gender roles. They mm. want gender roles to be completely dismantled. They think there you gender go. roles... Look at you and your pronoun. Oh, my God. Good they job. want gender roles to be... She actually... Uh, they did say that... I saw that tweet recently, yeah, too. Deja yes. is okay with so you she, get, you get. her, they, and them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, either one. Um, anyways, they said they don't like gender roles. They want them dismantled. They're so stupid, blah, blah, For me, I'm sort of the same to a certain extent. Like, you know, I don't... I don't really care about like the whole like pink and blue colors and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But I know that there's some, there's a little bit in me that's like, you know, this is a man made 
maybe should be doing that. Paying for the bills, he should do that. But, you know, it, or it's even like, for example, like I remember people were like, you know, like what's one gender rule that you like you would never like you don't want to get rid of? What's one gender rule that you're completely okay with? And a lot of women said a man proposing. And I completely agree because I'm yeah, not fucking proposing yeah. as a woman. I don't know why. I don't know why. Actually, I know why. I just like, I'm not. No. I, I I agree with that one too. Yeah. I would feel like a bitch if I got proposed. And then was like, you know what I mean? And the thing is, like, it's so hard to unpack. Like you know, like oh, like we need to dismantle gender roles, but it's like there are some little gender roles that I don't I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. And I, men proposing is one of them. What's another one? What's another one that kind of is? Um. See, when it comes to, like, labor and stuff, like, like but I mean, when I say labor, I mean, like, in the house labor. Yeah. Or, like, taking care of house or, like, building a home. Mm-hmm. I'm not really, like, because I've seen my mom, like, she's a single mom for how many years? So she's had to, like, you know, do certain things or she just had to do things or whatever. I don't really, like, care about, like, the cooking versus the cleaning versus the laundry versus the painting or whatever. That's a, like... If you're an able-bodied person, I feel like you should be able to okay. take out the trash. Yeah, 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 Or you should, like, you know what I mean? Or you should be able to cook dinner. Or you should be able to, whatever. I don't know, clean, vacuum, whatever that yeah, looks yeah. like. Um, putting up shelves. Right? Like, like yeah, said. you just have putting up shelves. <laughs> if you're able, you should be able to do all that stuff. So it's kind of, I see it as more as, you know, what's your strengths, okay? If I marry a man, his strength is... What if he, yeah, if he cooks better than, than the woman's then By all should... means, baby. You're going to who's cooking every night? You. You know what I mean? So if, if your passion is cooking and my passion is I like to clean or I like you're to. You're an organized person. I'm an organized person yeah, and I always yeah, know when yeah, garbage yeah. day is, so I take out the garbage. That's great. Okay. What's some gender roles that you want to dismantle, that you want to completely get rid of? What's, what's, a, what's gender roles that bother you? Women, like, for, like women shouldn't. Yeah, like the whole cooking and cleaning thing. They shouldn't be expected. Like that shouldn't like, be Yeah, mandatory. like a woman yeah. should be cooking and cleaning for her husband. To me, it's like, if you're an adult, you should know how to cook and clean in general. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's me. I'm like, uh, Which is like a patriarchal thing. I've been cooking and cleaning my entire life. That's a patriarchal thing because like men don't know how to cook because it's like, oh, they won't need to know how to cook. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a priority for them to be taught. And like, it's like a neglect thing at this point where little boys are not being taught how to cook. Yo, <laughs> like, my grandfather is 80 is going to be 85 years old mm-hmm. that man i don't think he's ever cooked a meal for himself <laughs> i'm being extremely honest i don't think my grandfather has ever cooked a meal for himself he is 85 year old jamaican man and my he, my grandmother was that textbook yeah gender role woman where she would literally she would go to work but she would come home she would take care of the kids she would clean she would cook every fucking night and he and he would hold it down, and he would he would work and bring him you yeah, know yeah, bring yeah. him more of the money. He was, he was the breadwinner, but that I don't think if you told that man you know can you do like a a grilled chicken breast and mm-hmm. some potatoes and no he would have no idea what to fucking do. I yeah. promise you, it right. to this day, I don't think he knows how to put together a meal. So I yeah. And- Obviously, it's a different time, you know, and gender roles were different then. I think now they're... And I blame both of them, though. Yeah, yeah. I blame her and him because you enabled him to be that way. So now when you're 40 plus years into marriage, you can't complain now. He's 85 years old and he's used to having his meal cooked for him every night because that's what you've been doing for the past 40 plus years. Yeah. Um, 50 close years. um, I think they're almost, yeah, 50 years almost. 
Congratulations to them. 50 years. So it's like. Spend with somebody. But to me, I, I'm not doing that. No. <laughs> I'm not doing that. You got to cook your own meal not tonight. I don't mind cooking. But it's not. You are never. Like as a man, you are never not going to cook in this house. Yeah. I agree with that. If you have Tuesday night off or if you come home before me, put the You're fucking cooking. chicken on. Okay. I agree. I agree. Unless I, you want to be the king, 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 and you want me to stay home and that's my job is raise the kids. But I, a part of me doesn't even really want to do that. You know, I, I've been thinking about this too, especially because we had a big convo about this, about gender roles in general in the first episode and was thinking about like, men should be the provider. And I was just thinking mm. like, okay, in a general sense, you know, I right. think every relationship is different. You know, um, you could kind of have a relationship where, a woman could be the breadwinner of the relationship. And I mm -hmm. think that's okay. Well, what do you think about that? Like, if you were making more than your man and stuff, do you think, like, that's okay? I mean, as long as my man's not no bum. Because I think there's an interesting case study that's kind of happening right now in the media. And personally, yeah, I love my man's not a bum. I don't care. Okay. But I'm always usually attracted to men or, who are just... Like super super driven. Who have their shit together? Mm -hmm. and are, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Usually, like by domino effect, they probably would make more money than me. Just okay. because I'm, yeah, I said I'm attracted to men who, you know, they're about their money. They have a plan. They, you know, they, they're yeah. doing this or doing that. You know, you you see the money coming in, so that just domino effect. If they're working ten times more than me, then they're gonna make more than me, right? So then, just to pivot maybe a little bit on this on this combo, right? Um, the rapper Corday. And then the tennis star, Naomi Osaka, mm -hmm. oh, that's her name, um, the woman who has beaten Serena Williams, I think, more <laughs> than once. Yeah, more than Twice, once, though. Uh, she's the best tennis player in the world. Um, and her boyfriend, YBN Corday, now known as Corday, um, you know, he, he came out with, with a four-pack uh, this Friday of songs and was saying one of the bars that's kind of stirring up the internet right now, he says, I, um, I'm my girl, a tennis star, all y'all dating hoes. And mm -hmm. I feel like uh, the men didn't take too kindly. To <laughs> they didn't like they didn't like Corday talking to them like that. So you know, niggas was saying all. But types didn't Travis of, Scott say the same thing? Baby mama, mama cover for list. Got all these other bitches shook. And Kate, before we even like kind of dissect what other people are saying, I personally think that's a flex. I think that's super dope. If my girl was the best tennis player in the world, if my girl was on Forbes list higher up than me, yeah. I would want to, like, I would feel dope about that. Like, right. I, would, I, would, I would feel, like, really happy about that. Also, to what you're saying, you know, maybe this will have an effect the same way I was saying about sex in the last relationship. I don't know about this, but... I personally, when I see it, maybe it's something that only women are supposed to find attractive in men. I personally, when I see a woman that has her shit together, that's driven and motivated, I find that as a very redeeming quality and a very attractive quality. Okay. It's not like the number one thing I'm saying. I'm like, oh, she needs to kind of have her shit together. But like, no, nah, I really like that right. <laughs> um, about uh, if, if a woman's got her shit together. That's attractive. Um, fuck, what was it? where was I going with the YBN creation? What he made with his lyric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's saying, um, you know, y'all uh, y'all are marrying hoes. And, and so then all these, uh, all these guys are kind of making fun of him uh, in, in result of that. Like, oh. Uh, Why are they making fun of him, though? Because of that statement? 
I, yeah, I, th- I feel like it like rubbed them the wrong way. They're kind of pulling out things that had nothing to do with that. They're like, oh, you look like Blink, shout out Marlon. You look like Blinky. Uh, Blinky? You know, from Arthur or whatever. Binky? Binky, whatever his name. I didn't watch Arthur. Leave me alone. <laughs> I didn't grow up watching Arthur. Uh, yeah, people are saying all types of crazy stuff, getting at him, saying he's corny and everything like that, and that he looks weird. It is just, um, I, I thought it was like an interesting... But what, okay, so let, let's unpack yes, a little let's, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are we... Um, like, why are we getting at this man's like, I'm physical? Okay, no, why are people? Because he made that statement about his girl being a tennis star? Yeah, it's like, yo, so shut up, just bro. Your him? girl's bigger than you anyways, you know? Like, she, she's she's a more popping celebrity than you. Like, how are you going to let, like, your girl be the breadwinner and stuff like that? You know, it's... Uh, are these men the breadwinner in their relationships? Well, this is a question you may Do have these, to ask. Are these men, men even in relationships? Um, I don't know. I'd have to assume they aren't. Hmm. But... You see where I'm going with this? Yes, but I just, um, and this is why I think there should be some fluidity to these gender roles, you know? Right. I think I think that's super dope. Like, I look at that and I'm like, yeah, nigga, yeah. yeah. When, I, when I see that shit, I'm like, yes, I like the idea of, of a dude being with, um, with, a, with a woman who's, you know, way more high profile than him and him like loving that and him like right. owning it and taking it back. People would say that Jay-Z does that. Uh, right. You know, there's a debate who's bigger between the two, you know, the, the ultimate power couple who's bigger between Who's the what? Jay-Z and Beyonce. Versus who? No, sorry, Jay versus Beyonce. Like, oh, I thought oh, you meant Jay-Z who's versus the real breadwinner Beyonce versus that. Naomi Osaka. No, and... no, 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 oh, no, no, no. You know, I wasn't going there with it. But just uh, that, that conversation. Um, mm-hmm. And I just like, like I'm expressing myself. I think it's super dope when a girl has her shit together, when she's right. when she's motivated, when she has her own thing going on. Um, I still would want to pay all the bills, but I'm just saying it's 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 a dope thing. And then um, I guess to pivot a little bit more into like some funnier shit that just maybe you can give some insight to because you've expressed on this podcast things that men do that you know maybe it's not seem like a big deal, but to you or you know whether he's wearing fur on his hood or. <laughs> Has a small Montclair jet, or Jesus. I don't think that was <laughs> actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, there was a series of tweets that I had seen this this past week about pretty much women expressing, you know, if my man does this, like I can't, I can't handle this, like this is sus, or I just whatever. Okay, first of all, before people try to drag me, that fur on the hood tweet is, <laughs> even though it it was directed towards men, it is for everyone do not have shit fur on your hood that's yeah, yeah, the yeah. thing no no fake fur i just don't like shit fur but, okay. i'm sure maybe there's good fake fur i just don't like shit fur. but what if you want fur on your coat and you can't afford real fur like people that want to wear that you know and they can't afford the chinchilla fur the then get a good fake fur i've seen okay. good fake furs okay. okay don't have no trash fur on your take hood. it from zoe um but yeah these these tweets that i've seen over the past few weeks um about just Women saying they don't, I, I thought it was pretty funny, but then I thought, eh, there might be something to unpack here, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I've seen, um, I, this is more recently, women saying that when a guy uses the the acronym OMG when I texting, that. that that's sus. Um, I've seen another tweet that said, if if a man is a lover man, you might as well be gay. Uh, okay, which, that makes sense. That makes sense. No, oh. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> I was say, I was like, oh my god, I'm being sarcastic. Um, I think uh, I, I heard the eye roll emoji, but I think we can be honest. There is a large list of emojis that if men use in a conversation with women, like that, what? Um, oh, I think that's corny for anyone. To, <laughs> stop, 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 because that's corny for anyone. My, if any of my girl friends sent me the the monkey with that, I'm like, bitch, what are you doing? Why are you why are you monkeying around? Uh. <laughs> 
My no, like, even with my <laughs> no, like I thought this is like no. Even if girls, I'm like, why are you? Why are you closing your eyes like a monkey? Like, what are you trying to say to me right now? I don't think that has anything to do with men. That's everything to do with. That's just a corny ass emoji. Don't do that. I don't like that. Uh, why are you monkeying around? <laughs> like, no. Especially if a white person sends it to you, it's like, yo, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, that that's so funny, but. Uh, yeah, the eye roll emoji, I, they said that in, like, the Joe Budden podcast, it was like, yo, can't, say, as a man, you can't, well, I guess this is, this is men saying this now, right? This is, this Joe is, Budden also is, like, yeah, the, I, the I definition of toxic okay. masculinity. Uh, yes, yes, he is. Okay, I'm, thanks. Yes, and he was, I guess, displaying this during his episode, saying, like, yo, it's kind of sassy if a man sends an eye roll back to you, like, Why? I wouldn't usually do that. We'll, we'll, we'll unpack in a second, um, getting your food to go is apparently is gay i don't know if it's like or what i'm sorry it, i shouldn't say gay sus it's sus it's not masculine you're like a bitch ass nigga if you do it like oh can i get a box please to go like is like you mean know. like to take home yeah like, so men can't be hungry after after we leave the spot they're supposed to be hungry enough that when they come in the restaurant they eat everything they order and they can't take oh it home my God. if you don't you're not a real nigga oh <laughs> i guess that's God. the, the people narrative. Just, i think people just talk to talk yeah, and well, then there's like very trivial things too that I can't really explain, like having an umbrella when it's raining out. So, yo, this guy so brought so, an umbrella, like, yo. So, what guy... are you supposed to do? Just, just be wet? Yeah, be a real man and take it. Oh, okay. And then there's Amazon Prime. I men I can't have Amazon Prime. Apparently, now. I've just I, I can't even explain this though. I have no idea where this comes from, but apparently, it's us to have Amazon Prime as a man. I didn't. I didn't do this though. Like I like you. I'm receiving the look, and I, this is not what I think. So let's unpack this a little bit. Are any of these things that I said? If you saw a man that you were, you know, dealing with, do any of these things? If your man sent you an eye roll emoji, if he sent you, well, we we talked about the the monkey eyes and stuff. But if you're out, at, you we've talked about this. All right, being out on a date or something like that. You're out with your man, and he uh, can't finish his steak, and he asks for a to-go box. Yeah, either you or I are gonna eat it later. Okay. 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 No, I <laughs> I agree with you. I'm just it's interesting that um, I'm so confused why women just say stupid shit like this, or some women say stupid shit like this. Well, I think it's also men too. You know. Oh, men. Oh, men and women are saying this. Well, I, I started with women, like the, right. the emojis and stuff like that. But I'm realizing this. A lot of this, it's more so upheld and perpetuated by men because mm-hmm. we live in a patriarchy, right? So I'm not. I know I introduced it as this. This isn't women that are kind of. Okay. These are, I guess, if anything, it's women who are upholding patriarchy too, right? Mm-hmm. By holding these these unrealistic, dumbass standards. Right. Um, so, I don't know. When, when we're talking about gender roles and then, like, you know, breadwinners in the relationship, uh, there was also another conversation about chivalry in, on oh, relationships brother. and men thinking that they are the prize uh, in, in, in the relationship. So, I don't know. First of all, okay, I'm here. Men can be the prize, right? They can. You can. They can be the prize. You can be the prize. Okay. You know, your prize might not be as big as mine, but you are okay. still a prize to me, and I will still cherish you as a prize. I may be the bigger prize. Okay. But you are definitely a prize. Can a me. man be the bigger prize than the woman in the relationship? Do you want my honest? <laughs> <laughs> do you want my? No. <laughs> do you want my honest? Yeah. Uh, okay, so I was raised by a very strong, beautiful black woman, right? Who was mm-hmm. a single mother. She was very much in love with my late father who passed away. You know, my grad, my father talked about him all the time, put him in a great light. He was the breadwinner. He was the ideal husband, father, all that good stuff, right? God rest his soul. 
my mom, like I said, I love my father. That was the love of her life, her soulmate, mm. whatever. She lost him too soon. She told me that in order for a relationship to work, the man needs to love a woman a little bit more, just a little bit more than the woman loves him. I'm going to use this clip. <laughs> and I, people can disagree. I don't care. I agree. And I'm not saying this, I would never love the men, like the love of my life, but naturally some women in relationships, you know, they're, they're more, they're, they're willing to sacrifice a little bit more. Yeah. You know, they're willing, they technically, they usually love a little bit harder. They usually, you know, try to upkeep when it comes to kids and, you know, losing your body and, you know, insecurities mm -hmm. and hormones mm -hmm. and postpartum and depression mm -hmm. and, you know, women go through a lot. Right. And, you know, like I said, they're, they're a little bit more naturally caregiving. Some women, not all, but usually women are naturally more caregiving. They're taught to cater, you know what I mean? All that stuff. Right. So if you are that type of, if you are that type of woman who's that natural caregiver, you're going to sacrifice, you're going to have the kids, you're going to, you know, your man needs to love you a little bit more. So you're saying. Because you're going to, because a lot of women, have you tend to lose yourself, right? It's like that. Uh, when you when you don't want to lose your man, you tend to lose yourself. Ooh. Okay, so that was a bar. Okay, so <laughs> okay. Snap for me. It's like that. I'll I'll, I'll get some sound effects and yeah. everything. But it, it's like that that Twitter format. Literally, thing. and that boyfriend who loves his girlfriend, <laughs> girlfriend that kind of likes. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's what you. it is, right? I, for the most part, I agree with you. Too. Yeah. I think, so I think he just has to love you a little bit more. And that may even kind of tend out to being a little bit equal. But he has to have that little, 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 little bit like this. He much. has to have a little bit more for you than you have for him. Yes. And I I believe that. And I think that's how my parents dynamic we're not my, like I said not so my mom didn't love my dad but my dad would do anything for my mom and she would do anything for him but he would do anything for my mom you see what I'm doing there so and that's how it works and like I said it is, people don't have to agree I don't give a fuck but that's how I view it and that's how I think what was your question that was your question right I asked, I, I, I think I started off by saying, can a man be the bigger prize oh, yeah, yeah. than a woman in the relationship? And I and that was my answer. What you came the when you, you concluded by saying, you know, the man you has to kind of. You gotta love me a little bit more. I, I think that should be the blueprint Yeah. for, for a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. I don't think that always has to be the case. I yep. don't think that means if you guys love each other equally or if the woman loves the man a little bit more that it won't work out. But I... I think that should be the, you know, the, the standard procedure. Yeah. And to go back to the chivalry comment, right? Is it dead? Is it alive? It is fucking dead. Okay. And if it's not dead, it is slowly dying. And people, and like I said, the, the men who are trying to argue with women and who are trying to diminish or put down our experiences as mm -hmm. to why we believe chivalry is dead and is dying are the fucking men who, I promise you, we don't fucking look for yeah right and like the the educated men the men who are actually chivalrous would know that chivalry is not just so there are still chivalrous men out there it's yes. dead but there are chivalry okay yes okay right i said if it's not dead it's dying okay right and i mean that is chivalrous men does not always exist in relationships yeah 
I have men in my life, whether it's family members or friends, like strictly platonic friends, who are chivalrous towards me. They hold the door. They get you sweaters. They get me sweaters. <laughs> They get me. We didn't even start with that. Like, I know, come fuck. On. I know. I'm wearing the sweater that he well, so got. We'll end with that. Yeah. We'll end with that. Anyways, they, you know, get me sweaters. They text me to make sure I get home safe. Yeah, yeah. They walk me to my front door. They come to my front door when they pick me up. That so that those are chivalrous things that you can be with women, and it doesn't necessarily. And it does not. Like I said, Dre, for example, one of my best guy friends, completely platonic. Dre comes to my front door. Cause I, like, I didn't say anything. I just looked Dre at Dre would come, if we ever like, oh, we're going out to get food or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We gotta go to the mall, like blah, blah, blah. Dre comes to my front door when he's here. Cause you know, he, you're a man, you're picking up someone's daughter. Yes. You know, he, my mom, like Dre's like my mom's second son. Mm-hmm. Not second, a son. Someone's cause she doesn't even have another son. But you know what I mean? Like my mom knows, okay, yeah, this is Zoe's friend. She's going out with this person. So yeah. I know she's safe, right? Simple as that. So much men don't have this concept. Like, why would I walk her home if I'm uh, trying to, you know, yeah. like, things like that. Like, I extend if I, that. If when I go home with a, a guy, like one of my guy friends who drops me home and I've been drinking, they walk me to my front door. Or they wait for me to see that I've got inside and the door is closed. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, chivalry is the whole, like, knight. Like, you know, you want to be courteous, generous, protection of a woman, right? That's what chivalry is. You can do that. To any, you could be chivalrous to your mother. It's something simple as, I had a man once, I went on a date, mm-hmm. or I spent like a weekend with him. Mm-hmm. He opened the door for me every single time the door needed to be opened. He did not miss a beat. And I think, honestly, I think it just came natural to him because that's just how he was. But he would literally, like, if I was getting into the car, he opened it. Getting out of the car, he opened it. Any single time the door needs to be opened, he was there to open it. Anytime we, if we went shopping to grab food, he wouldn't even allow me to hold the food. If we went to get food and I was holding it, he would take it from me. That's awesome. I also had a guy who we went, I think we're on vacation together and we're walking and he wouldn't let me walk on the outside of the road. And my mom also taught me that because my dad, my mom, he would never let my mom walk on the side of the road where the cars are passing. Because if a car, you know, and the freak accident happened, you know, the woman would be protected by the man. And I had a man do that with me. I didn't, I'm like, like, oh my God. I'm like, shit, I've actually never, even my exes, I've never had a man pull me on the inside of the road while we're walking on the street. And we were were on vacation and I was walking, he's like, what are you doing? And he pulled me on the inside of the road because you know, I'm walking on the outside where the cars were. I I just want to respond as a, like, as a man, you sh- if and if you're a man listening, and if you if what you just heard kind of made you side eye it a little bit or something, that should be the perfect example as to why chivalry is actually dead. Because okay, in my opinion, what you're you're saying, like the things that you're saying, he opened every single door. You know, like mm-hmm. he, bruh, that to me is chivalry 101. Like that is not above and be. That's what like what you should be. If you're dealing with a girl, you should be doing that. If you're not doing that, you're kind of it's you're you're not meeting a standard that you should be almost, you know? So like it just hearing you say that is like, man, the bar is in hell, eh? They're really that it lets you know that there there is a shortage you know of chivalry. You know how many times I've like I I'm like I've had men drop me home from dates to to just friends to you know for, and you know how many times I've like tried to see like is he going to drive off before I get inside? Yeah, and you know how yeah. many men have driven off before I gotten inside? Plenty. 
plenty. So what does that tell you? I was raised by a chivalrous man. I'm raised by a woman who knows chivalry, mm-hmm. who's experienced chivalry her entire marriage. So don't try to think like that shit's just like, oh, well, maybe he just doesn't like you. No, it's called being a decent fucking human being because I would do the same form. I always test my friends, make sure guys make sure they got home safe. If I ever drop a guy home, I make sure that he gets inside. So why? I don't understand why all of a sudden it's like, oh, chivalry. Like, oh, maybe he just doesn't like you. No, maybe you're just a fucking dick. Well, I, th- I think we're dissecting it. I think you're like so like you can articulate this better. You know, <laughs> chivalry doesn't necessarily need to be with a woman that you're intimate with or pursuing or something like that. Like men can be chivalrous with their mom, with their friends to any woman. Yes. Um, so the question I was going to follow up with that, you know, is, you know, podcast low hanging fruit there that I think you pretty much answered, you know. Then who wh- who was it that put chivalry in the crosshairs and like assassinated it? Who was it that killed chivalry? And I think I think you outlined it pretty well there. Who the ain't shit who, niggas? Who killed it? Yeah, the, ain't, <laughs> the, the ain't shit niggas. The ain't shit niggas. And then I guess the women who were hurt and accepted and were okay with less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And it's like a domino. It's like a snowball. So, okay, she's okay with less, so I don't have to do this, or I was never taught how to do this, or I'm not doing this for any girl who I don't like, or any girl who's giving me pussy or anything of that. So why the fuck do I have to give you pussy for you to open the door for me? I hold the door open for strangers sometimes. So ancient niggas and women's low standards is what killed chivalry. And when I say women's low standards, May- yeah, I mean maybe it's not, not even low for- standards, but I would say some women's... Um, yeah, low, low standards isn't a good way to frame it. The, some women's like I don't want to say settling, but it's it's their acceptance. acceptance yeah. yeah. So women's acceptance of poor behavior, mm-hmm. you know, or or less. Yeah. Of what they don't des- of what they deserve, you know, accepting what. Eh, what's and so people are like, yeah, even those even the dumb and I hate using the word pick me, but even like the the dumbass women. Who were like, yeah, like they're just not dating men who like them, bitch. What yeah, the fuck are you yeah, talking about? Yeah. Have you never experienced a man who doesn't like you hold a fucking door for you, or offer you, or like you know what I mean? For ex- another one example, if it's raining outside and none of us have an umbrella and my hair is flatly or freshly pressed, what are you gonna do? Not even that. And sometimes, ooh, I wouldn't even expect a man to take off his jacket. Yeah, like, that's extra, but, like... But go get the fucking car. Yeah. Let and I've had, like I said, I've been out with my guy friends where it's like, yo, 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 like, I'm going to grab the car. For, and I've been out with it. It'd be, like, two girls, three guys, or just me and, you know, my guy friends, whatever, whatever. And, like, yo, it's raining, like, I'll grab the car. Or it's cold, I'll grab the car. Because we parked, I parked down the street or whatever, whatever, and you don't have a jacket on, so let me grab the car and bring it around. Mm-hmm. Okay. Simple things. That all of a sudden are made this huge fucking ordeal because, you know, maybe he just doesn't like you that much or or, or date people who like you or, or what, are, what are y'all? Are y'all dating? No, bitch. It was a, and this is why Shibley uh-huh. is dead, nigga. <laughs> so what is it? Y'all just pre- you bum ass niggas are just proving my point. You fucking claffies. <laughs> yes, so. We gotta do a compilation of me cussing at this part, <laughs> but that's literally, and that's how I feel I need to about bring it. Back the gunshots, <laughs> literally. When we get the board and everything, we'll, we'll have it live. It'll, it'll. Go and that, and that's simply how. There's, it's not more than that. That's how I feel about it. And like I said, that whole back and forth, that whole Twitter thing, or that whole whatever ordeal was, was just men proving to me 
Why should we? Yeah, lose it, them? yeah exactly. Like that's that's so what it was you. to me. Yeah. But but men always do that, and I don't yeah. I don't want to be that person who starts the gender wars. I'm not that person. But men love to when niggas you, love taking two mics and calling themselves love, a podcast and talking love, about women <laughs> issues. Hey, hey, we gotta. They love talk some. No, I say they. A lot of men love talking too much, and when you talk too fucking much, you start to prove my fucking point. You bum. Yeah. So what? Like, what are you doing? If I say that, oh my god, you know, um, men or I, I'm exper- my experience is that blah 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 this. Oh well, blah, 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 this or maybe this, blah. nigga, you're proving my point. Mm-hmm. Look at you, clown, proving my point. This is what I said. Now you're talking too much. See, look at you, bitch. Niggas talking themselves out of pussy every talking day. Talking themselves out of me respecting you every day. Yeah, you not even out of you pussy, you know? You didn't even have the chance for pussy, but now I don't want to fucking like your tweets anymore. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, you're you're muted, you're blocked. Talking themselves out of good graces. You're we, talking, yeah. Tweeting themselves out of good graces. Yeah, you're tweeting themselves out of good graces. You're tweeting yourself out of me recognizing you as a fucking decent human being. Now you're just a dummy in my book. Yo, niggas, y'all be tweeting yourselves, talking yourself, expressing yourselves out of all the blessings and great things that women have to offer. Do better. Let them do it, bro. Yeah, I guess. It weeds it out, right? Let's you know. Like I said, people, I'm, a, I'm the person is, I've, I will always recognize my mistakes and shit that I used to do. I used to be a corny ass woman. You know what I mean? I used to do dumb shit. I used to be a mom clown. Still am sometimes, depending on the nigga. <laughs> I'll be the first person to recognize my shit, but it's like some people... Men and women, I don't want to get too deep in this shit because, you know, I'm about to wrap this episode up. We'll maybe get into another time when I have, you know, we have guests or whatever. But some people on Twitter, it's like, damn, like, you you thought we forgot about you, huh? Ooh, the rebrand. The rebrand. It's not you, working. You thought, you thought people just move different, right? And like I said, I'll be the first, oh. be the first one to let you know, like, yeah, I used to move stupid. I used to be dumb shit. I used to, like, you know, say stupid stuff or talk to stupid people or, you know, get into a certain situation I had no business being in. But, you know, it's it's called growing up. And it's called being an adult and it's called recognizing certain things or knowing you used to be involved with certain things. That's fine. But people who are like, you know, oh, my God, I, I can't keep up with all you Twitter people. Like, I'm just I'm 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 so disconnected. Like, I'm, bitch, you were just here with the mix like a couple months ago. That's why I like someone like me that I could never tweet something like that because I'm never in the mix. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'm, be like, I'm Clyde, where are you? You are not even, where I'm, are you? <laughs> I'm never in the mix or anything, but I'm watching. <laughs> I'm there scrolling, like, eating my popcorn. Yeah. Like, so I'm in, so, I, I perpetuate it too. Like I said, I hate that whole, like I said, outside will open up one day and we'll all be at an event or whatever. But like I said, I hate that whole holier than thou, yeah, I don't do no wrong. I, I'm so disconnected from you, you people. Oh, fuck you. No, you're not. You're not. And you're not better than anyone just for whatever reason. There's some stupidness people like to say and do, but at the end of the day, yeah, you're not better than anyone. You used to be running around the same people doing the same shit like a little puppy dog involved in all the Twitter antics and all the all the Twitter lists and the Twitter this and the social media that and the and the retweets and the likes and the blah blah. Oh, but all of a sudden you're disconnected because of uh, what you're. It's you're getting cho- more and more specific. Yeah. <laughs> like you're you're choosing. But this is this is multiple people I've seen happen over the last couple okay, of days, yeah, and I'm just okay. like, yo, what, what, nigga, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. bitch, what? Especially uh, you, you. It was a tumultuous week for Toronto. <laughs> social media too just with <laughs> so many people getting outed as abusers uh, and, abusers and weirdos yeah. and, and, and men trying to be women yeah. and <laughs> like anyways i'm not giving that no fucking airtime but that's it it is what it is it is what it is i'm leaving it at that i like that yeah um we gotta have some of those people in here then 
Well, not those women. <laughs> we gotta have some people of the community, you know, that, yeah, that no, we, we're are seeing organize more guests, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We, we, have a, we have a good role going. Yeah, we got I a wanna, great one. I want to have a good balance between, like, you know, just, like, the co-host and the guest. I don't want to be, like, every time guest. I want to be, I like, you know, yeah, fun. I thought, and I you and I have a good dynamic. I thought this was healthy, too, you know, yeah. in the wake of everything uh, mm-hmm. happening. Just me and you kind of talking, uh, getting our getting shit our off. Getting our shit off. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, I think, one of the most important parts about this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think people vicariously live through that and feel that when they're listening, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's that's what the Relentless Diaries is, uh, is for. Yes, sir. You know? So out here in her uh, in her Sunday's best hoodie. Yeah, I'll wear it more often. This was actually I wear it all the time. You just I just never wear it to record like this the one is, uh, or the, once a week or twice or once every two weeks that we record. I just don't. This was such a funny um, ordeal. Maybe ordeal is maybe dramatic to call it, but episode. Oh, my memory's good. Seven. It was mm-hmm. we had Marla and a few other people on, <laughs> and. Uh, I brought you, a, yeah, I, I make these hoodies. I have this brand called Sunday's Best Culture. Um, quick background on it, Sunday's Best, um, I guess is a term for church clothes. Uh, this isn't a plug. This, there's somewhere, yeah, there's yeah, something, yeah. there's there's meaning here. I promise there's <laughs> substance here. But yeah, uh, this clothing line, Sunday's Best Culture, um, Sunday's Best obviously refers to church clothes. And I've you know read accounts about the origin of that term, what Sunday's Best means. And back in plantation time, man, so much slavery in this oh episode. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> uh, back in plantation times, uh, like a head master, a slave master, whatever, he would have like a personal assistant kind of slave, a slave that would follow him everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. So when church would happen, slaves weren't allowed in church. So and they didn't have like church outfits. They didn't have nice clothes they could wear in church. So sometimes the slave master would allow his church, his slave to come with him in church, and he would allow him one nice pair of clothes for him to wear only in church and they say that that's where the term Sunday's best comes from. Oh wow. Yeah. So okay. um that's kind of the vision that I started with. Um did like a whole bunch of podcast episodes under that brand. Um but yeah, these sweaters and these hoodies that I make, these hoodies I give to people that I care about and that I, you know, have a a relationship with, uh you know, whether it be friendships, whether it be you know, people I was seeing or something like that. Uh, I'm going to you know, <laughs> leave that at that. But, yeah, I gave Zoe this hoodie that you're seeing, this this broken heart um, Sunday's Best sweater. I seen it, and I showed it to her, and she was kind of like, I don't know if that'll fit me. Because, it, it, first of all, it's... It's a it medium? Lo- no, I think it's a small. Is it a small? I think it's okay. a small. And I usually never wear small. Oh, okay. Like, I'm not, you know, whatever. I'm not I'm not big, but I'm not small either. So usually I always wear, like, you know, medium. I'm a medium. Usually yeah, I'm a medium. Yeah, yeah. So when you hold up, I'm like, bro, I'm like, first of all, I'm like, bro, I'm taller than the average woman. So I'm like, bro, I feel like the light of my arms might be too long. Like, it might be a little short. Because it looked small when you held it up. Anyways, <laughs> I held it up. And I like that reaction. She was like, "Oh, I don't, I don't know." And I like Vary was like, "Oh, she thinks this is a fucking shitty ass sweater and never wants to wear it. She can't. She's insulted that I even asked if she wanted it." I'm like, "Fuck, maybe I shouldn't even make these anymore." Like, you know, I was like, for a second. But I did. But but. So then I leave the sweater off on like my dresser or something like that. We do the podcast episode and everyone leaves, and then I can't find this hoodie. And like for up until was it Deja last episode? episode. Literally up until last episode, um, I thought like this sweater vanished. I didn't know where it went. And then I like pressed Zoe about it because Deja brought me merch this one time and did a pod with her. 
with them with her yeah, yeah, we, we've her. established <laughs> this uh and um and so it was kind of like the fuck are you talking about i wear this sweater all the time and i was like oh i shouldn't say nothing. yeah so you didn't realize i took the sweater home yeah i did not i thought i thought this sweater had vanished for years. Yeah. um but yeah moral of the story is clyde doesn't pay attention and thinks i'm an asshole that wouldn't wear his merch but i do wear it actually all the time this is my first time wearing it around him but i have worn it plenty of the times. real question though the real question in this whole fiasco is why haven't i received a colder tea Oh, brother. Oh, brother. Oh, I make all these podcasts. I I edit them all. I have a lot of colder teas. Okay. I'll buy one. I don't even care. I I support the brand. (laughs) I want want a colder tea. We will figure out that brand when we get to it, but... I'm a news reporter. I'm on, like... Five days a week, nine million impressions on the Instagram account. Don't you want the brand? Flex on Come on, come on will, now. Okay, so everyone who's now. tuning in next week, remind me I will bring Clyde a colder T-shirt. Uh, my, yeah, I would, I would very appreciate that because they're they're fire. I love Thank the colder you. brand. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I, I was an idiot. Thought that Zoe didn't fuck with me like that. Clearly she does, and I just be in my head and overthinking. Yeah, of course, and that's basically the dynamic of our. Yeah, <laughs> it, really, it really is. That's I be thinking some budget. shit that like isn't even. Anyway, I be thinking she's moving on. This is a great. Episode. That may not even be in it. I may have cut that out. Who knows? This is a great episode three. Yeah. I'm very content. Me too. Uh, like I said, everyone who we're kind of a sneak peek to our next episodes coming up. We're gonna have. A little, you know, a little freaky episode, okay. a little, you know, okay. relentless after dark. Um, relentless after and dark. And we're going to, you know, have a little, like, good educational yes. sex talk. So if you have any questions, topics, reach out to me, reach we'll out to something. Clyde. We'll yeah. post definitely. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Relentless Diary. Follow us on Instagram, The Relentless Diaries, or follow either of us. Our ads are in the bios. And, you know, send us an email, send us a DM, whatever it is. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Download the episode. Subscribe to our YouTube. All that good stuff. Retweet, like, support. Give us feedback if you hate it, if you love it. (laughs) We want to hear it all. All of it. Thank you guys for tuning in every two weeks. Appreciate it, y'all. Appreciate it. You're out. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.